Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited. It is Rebel Radio Day, and we've been on vacation for a couple of weeks, so I'm very excited to be back with my new friend, Lindsay. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. How are you doing today? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I'm great. Cindy, how are you? Amazing. I'm so excited. Favorite day of the week, Rebel Radio Day. My new favorite day of the week, too. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. So before we went live, I was sharing a little bit of your quantum numerology with you. And I'm curious, what was one of your biggest takeaways or ahas when I shared that with you? So like I did say to you, I will now just be fully diving into quantum numerology. I want to know everything. But I found it so interesting um, because one of the things that you said is that um, as nines, as I'm a nine, (laughs) so as nines, like we can, we can hermit, but we can also be outward, right? And so as somebody who is introverted, I find it really interesting because so many people say to me, oh, Lindsay, I don't think you're as introverted as you think you are. And oh, Lindsay, you're not an introvert. (laughs) I'm like, I think I am but you know and so I like that just even having that reinforced with the numerology I find that so interesting that even there that can show up and be so prevalent yeah yeah I love that too when people perceive us as being extroverted I'm an introvert but I'm very flamboyant and out there and I'm not shy and so one of the definitions that I like to share between the difference between introvert and extrovert mm-hmm. it being an introvert just means you need time alone to recharge your batteries and being an extrovert means you need time with other people to recharge your batteries. Totally. So when we as introverts go out into the world, we love being with other people, but we need to come back to ourselves and spend time alone in order to just recharge. I think that's the difference there. It's like I can be extroverted, but I'm an introvert because that's how I recharge. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, even just this morning, my friend texted me and said, how are you uh, doing today after your alone time last night? Because my husband and my kids went to my mother-in-law's for dinner and I had been so excited and I ordered popcorn from the movie theater and I like did some work and watched Bachelor in Paradise. And I was just like, oh, this is glorious. And earlier in the day, I had gone to the float house and I said to her this morning, I said, oh, after all that alone time yesterday, I feel like a new person. Like I feel back to like myself, you know, I feel almost human again. (laughs) It's true. It's just because we need that solo time to really recharge and process everything that we've been going through or doing and that's been going on around us. So I love that definition. Yeah. Full permission to be an introvert. (laughs) Oh yeah. I love it. I love it. I just like, it's the introvert card. See you later. (laughs) I gotta go to the spa guys. I gotta go introvert. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. So Lindsay, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do in the world and who you are of service to. I would be happy to. So I actually have two prongs to my business. I mean, I'm a mom 
first and foremost, my two little kids. So they have been, they're five and seven, I've been getting them back to school, which has been um, a journey. And because my youngest daughter is in kindergarten and it's a very gradual entry. So um, it's been a lot. But um, in my business life, I am a business coach and mentor for primarily introverted, uh, introverted female business owners who are looking to make an impact and have a positive impact on their communities, but they're not quite sure how. And so, you know, we are a very, very like a high vibe, love focused, you know, just supportive, inclusive community. And my whole, I look at my job really as I, I give pep talks for a living. Like I give pep talks, strategy, mindset, and everything in between. And I just love it. And I, you know, I mean, I give pep, I honestly give so many pep talks and I just love it because I feel like we're stronger together as a community. And if we can just come together and support one another, that's where the magic happens. So I get really excited when I'm helping somebody else sort of step into that and step into their position where they can be helping and supporting other women because it all has such a big ripple effect. Yes. More impact, please. I yes, love it. Yes. And I feel like impact has become kind of a buzzword, but mm -hmm. it's just, it's true. Like go, you can have it. Look, you can have no impact. You can have a negative impact or you can have a positive impact. And mm -hmm. I know which one I want to have. Right. I love that. And I love that you were, use the word ripple effect. And I think sometimes we don't think about the ripple effect we can have. And this is a story that I love to tell, like even just going grocery shopping, when we go grocery shopping, head down, blinders on, kind of just ignoring everybody and we get to the cashier and we just pay and don't talk to that person, that creates a ripple effect. But when yeah. we go in there and we're like, hey, how's it going? And we're talking to everybody and we're happy and we're kind of dancing down the aisle because we're having a great day. And we talk to the cashier and the cashier feels that energy. Mm -hmm. That cashier goes home, that ripple effects out into their children, their children's friends, their children's friends, parents, like it just ripples so far that we could never know the level of impact that we have. Exactly. And how, I mean, we all have bad days. We all have off moments. I'm not saying, you know, let's just be happy all the time. That's not super <laughs> no, sustainable. <laughs> um, but, you know, think about if you have, if you're in that moment, you have that choice to say hello or say thank you or throw a smile at a, a stranger. Think about how much, how far that's going to go for them and who knows what they're going through mm -hmm. and how much of a difference that's going to make for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So this entrepreneurial journey that you've been on, I imagine that it requires a level of self-mastery because <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur and I know. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, but self-mastery is this word that is really hard to define. Everybody has a different definition for it. So I'm curious, how do you define self-mastery? Okay. So I was thinking about that a lot um, ahead of this, uh, ahead of this interview, because I thought, oh, I really, you know, I want to give something tangible. And so I was really reflecting on where I've been, what I've been through, where I am. And I realized that one of the biggest pivotal shifts for me in the, in a very strong trajectory for becoming um, like self-mastered <laughs> would be when I realized that I was so busy being reactive. And so I, I, I thought, okay, instead of being reactive, I want to be proactive, you know? Mm -hmm. And 
I I want to be the temperature instead of the thermostat, right? So like I want to be the one in control and then other people they can they can, you know, figure out what they're going to do around me, but I don't want to be the one who is reacting to them. They can react to me however they choose. So that was the biggest thing for me was to start being so much more grounded in who I am, what my intentions are and letting go of the control of other people. Oh, yes. I love that. And I love that you use the analogy of temperature versus thermostat because you get to choose your temperature. Yeah. You're, you define, am I going to be hot or cold today? Right. And how other people respond to that is up to them, not up to you. And you're just over here being on fire and all hot and shit. And yeah. it's wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe I'm really freaking cold one day. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'm freezing and hiding <laughs> under a blanket and hermiting. <laughs> exactly. It could go either way. But no, but it's true. You know, like I had spent so much time trying to figure out how to control other people's reactions and judgments to me. Good old people pleasing. Oh my gosh. I am a recovering people pleaser. It's still, (laughs) I have flare ups, but you know, I do what I can. But really and truly it like, it's been such a hard thing to navigate because from a very young age, and I see that in my kids, especially my, my younger daughter, like she is inherently a people pleaser. She does not want to make people upset with her. I do not want to make people upset with me. I can be strong in the moment and I can be very focused, but then I'm going to go home and cry Mm. or like crumble. Right. And so I, I realized, I thought, okay, I can't take that on. I, I can't, I just can't keep taking that on. I need to let that go and know and trust in myself and that the people around me who genuinely love me and care for me will either you know, cut me slack if I uh, have a, you know, an off day or they understand that, you know, sometimes our words don't come out right. And, mm-hmm. and our intentions may be good and we, we fumble it. Right. But that's part of the human experience. Yeah. I love that. One of the things that I understood about people pleasing also recovered. People oh, recovered. Okay. I'm going to need more. <laughs> So we all really inherently just want to be loved. That's really where it comes from, right? And so as we're moving out into the world, if we're not at a level of self-mastery, we're looking outside of ourselves for that love. And so we look to other people. And then if somebody doesn't like us, we're like, oh my God, I've done something wrong. And then we go back and we beat ourselves up for it, right? So the, the invitation here is to be the one who gives yourself what you need. Love the fuck out of yourself. And then it doesn't matter how the outside world responds. And the more you love yourself, the more the outside world responds back to you with that same love. It's true. And it is so interesting because, you you know, we hear people say that the world is a mirror and your environment is a mirror. That's actually a scientific thing. It's true. Well, and and, but you hear it all the time, right? And so, and I'm not arguing it, but once you, (laughs) Like once you start paying attention to it and really digging deep and looking inward, you're like, oh, well, fuck, it is true. Like, you know, for better or worse. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And the person who's judging you or perceived as judging you or is saying something mean to you, how often are you saying mean things to yourself? It's a beautiful reflection. It is. And I always tell my clients and my friends and anybody who will listen Once you start going down that negative self-thought spiral, 
and you recognize it, stop and ask yourself, would you say this to your best friend? So my best friend is Marta and she's been my best friend since we were little. Shut up, Marta. I know. I love her. And so I'm always like, oh, like, would I say this to Marta? No, I wouldn't say it to her. So why am I saying it to me? Or like, would I say it to my kids? No. So why do I deserve that? Right? Because we are, we are our toughest critics. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that. So good. So as an entrepreneur, how has self-mastery supported you as you've gone through your journey? Well, <laughs> it's still supporting me. Um, <laughs> I but, think it always will. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I would say one of the biggest things was being okay with rejection and getting mm. comfortable with rejection because not every potential client or potential team member or potential opportunity is the right fit for you or the other individual. And so when you hear all of these no's, especially I feel like as a people pleaser, you can you do kind of take it on, you internalize it and you make it about yourself and your own self-worth and um, competence. But it's not. It just mm-hmm. we are not all meant to be together. Um, You know, we all have our right fit people, clients, partners, every, that's out there for all of us, but that doesn't mean that every single person is that person. And so being okay with that and knowing that this one wasn't the right fit, but that's okay because the next fit or the right fit is coming. That was huge. Ah, I love that. I love that. We're not for everybody. We're We're coded to certain people and numerology speaks to that too. We are all coded and we have contracts with certain energies, people. And Mm -hmm. so knowing that we don't have to please everybody. We don't have to. And, you know, I, I often tell people, you know, it's similar to the Jack of all trades, master of none. Like when you're Mm -hmm. speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. And when you're trying to connect with everyone, you're not actually connecting with anyone with anyone because you're very likely not showing up as who you are. Yeah. You are often morphing yourself to fit who you think that person needs you to be or wants yeah. you to be. Yeah. So that's not a genuine connection anyway. Nope. Nope. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, love it. So another thing that we love to talk about here at Rebel Radio is wealth. And wealth is another word that gets confused and doesn't really have a specific definition. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious what wealth means to you. So, okay, wealth is, it, wealth is a definition I would have a hard time, honestly, defining. I would, I would say that it's beyond cold hard cash, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think that you can be wealthy in a lot of ways. Um, So I wouldn't be able to define it. I'm sorry, Cindy. Oh, there's no rules here at Rebel Radio. Don't you apologize, girl. But I will say one of the things that I really have come a long way with learning myself uh, with wealthy, with wealth and being wealthy and having wealth is that or desiring wealth. Uh, It doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a greedy person. And that. It really having wealth, whether that be a wealth of opportunities, a wealth of cash, a wealth of luxury cars, whatever it is, um, it really just highlights who you are at your core. It highlights your character and gives you the opportunity to lead with that more, again, for better or worse. 
So it's how you use it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And how I see wealth, just to give you a different perspective. <laughs> so we have this vortex of energy that spins within us. It's not who we are, but it's how we've chosen to show up in the world. And that includes our finances, our relationships, our relationship to ourself, how we express ourselves in the world, our purpose, our body, our vitality, our health, right? And so when we have wealth in all of these areas, mm -hmm. this vortex spins in what we call flow. And money, the cold, hard cash that you called it, mm -hmm. is the measurement of that flow. Interesting. So when you have all of those pieces and everything's flowing and your relationships are amazing, you feel good in your body, you're loving yourself, you have intimacy in your relationships, you're paying attention to your finances, yeah. and there's a good, healthy relationship with, with money, mm -hmm. money just shows up. Money is just a direct reflection of what's happening on the inside. So you're saying let's all work on our insides. <laughs> no, yes. but really, it's true, though. It is mm -hmm. true. I remember um, I, probably a year, year and a half ago, I went to a virtual retreat with Sarah Larero, and it was amazing. And one of my biggest takeaways at, at the time was I feel like I need to start like dating my money. Yes, like I was dating it. Like I was like, you know, I'm going to instead of on the day that my mortgage and my bill payments come out, because, like, you know, like you're getting that habit. And you're like, oh, man, like there goes all this money. But then I was like, wait a minute. No, I need to celebrate the shit out of this because I am fortunate to have the I'm a fortunate to have a house. I'm fortunate to have the opportunity to pay this mortgage. So I kind of thought, you know, I'm going to start dating my money. Mm -hmm. So we're, I'm just going to like love it, cherish it and, you know, really appreciate it. Um, ogle it maybe a little mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, and also celebrate the days. Like instead of being like, stressed out and fearful around all of these payment dates um, and bills, celebrate the fact that I have the opportunity to pay them and that I'm living the life that affords me these luxuries. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that you bring up the money date because this is actually something that I teach. Oh, so really? Yeah. My business partner and I, Joy Kingsboro, her and I teach a course called Money Mojo. And yeah. I teach how to date your money in the last session of that course. So I love that you brought that up. But I always refer to our relationship with money just like you would any other intimate relationship. Yeah. So when your significant other comes home and you're in your pajamas and haven't brushed your teeth, and the moment they walk in the door, you're like, why didn't you do the laundry and wash the dishes? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a level of control. Right. And money doesn't want to show up for that either. No. Significant other certainly doesn't want to show up for that. No. So, so I expect my money to show up at the door with chocolates, flowers, and champagne. And I run to greet my money at the door and I welcome it in and I hug it and kiss it. And I'm like, come on in. Would you like a drink? Relax on the couch. Do you want a massage? It's this give and take relationship where everybody's winning and there's no control. I think it's so important to look at our relationship like that. And I've taught people the money date where she gets the red lipstick on and she does the whole thing. It's excellent. Shaves her legs, straps right? 
stilettos. How are you going to show up for that relationship? It's really important it's, to understand that. It is important. It's so true. And it's interesting um, that you say control too, right? Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of us, you know, we kind of default into trying to control because how many of us were brought up in that way uh, where, you know, you had to be really on top of your finances. And I'm not saying not to be aware of where your money goes or what you're mm -hmm. doing with it. But it was like, it was, I feel like the money attitudes, even though I feel like I was fortunate with my parents growing up, they, you know, I think they modeled a really good money relationship. But so many people just live in fear of money. And so that I think is, a, that's kind of like a, it's a toxic money relationship, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Money mojo. I'm just going to drop that right there. All yeah. right. <laughs> money mojo. <laughs> Come and take money mojo, September 27th. Go yeah. do it. <laughs> All right. So what's one thing that you've discovered about yourself along this journey of being an entrepreneur, self-mastery, uncovering what wealth means to you? What's something you've discovered about yourself? I would say this is sort of maybe too abstract of an answer, but I've really realized how, well, I, I am still realizing how long ingrained some of these stories have been and how much I have taken on other people's judgments of me and really taken ownership of them. So, you know, losing friends because I apologized too much, which happened, you know, all of these things. And you just kind of, you take these little pieces and you stockpile them in your emotional backpack and you're carrying it around and you feel heavier and heavier. And then you lose sight of who you are at your core because you've taken on all of these other perceptions. And so I think for me, the biggest part, the biggest thing that I've been really realizing is that. I'm not a bad person because I want to own a boat. I'm not a bad person because I apologize. You know, mm -hmm. we all, like we said earlier, we all have our people out there. And so some people just aren't our people and that's fine. But just because they're not our people, it doesn't mean that we are who they say we are. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Which is why we bring it back to ourselves yeah. every time. Yeah. Every time. I love it getting into that, like digging into who you are and getting comfortable with who you are and proud of who you are. I think it's, it's like such a game changer. Absolutely. Oh, Lindsay, I could talk to you all day. I oh, love I this conversation. <laughs> you. But as always, we end the show with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? What do I dream of for the world? Honestly, this sounds so corny, but I feel like there's such a divide right now in the world. And I feel like what I'm really seeing, you know, in my local community, as well as globally, is a very strong, if you're not with me, you're against me mentality. And I would love to roll that back to a time where we can have conversations where we don't always agree, but they can be respectful and open um, and compassionate because we all have different experiences. And so that I would really just love to see people start to come back together with that compassion, with that understanding, with that openness and respect of, hey, this might not be my opinion or my way of doing things, but that's okay. It doesn't have to be other people's opinions are just as valid. Yes. I feel like the world is hurting right now. Hashtag unity consciousness, baby. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a roller coaster. 
right now. I mean, you know, with so many things happening. So yeah, you don't need consciousness. I like that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Lindsay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review. And of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com, and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.